If you have your Bibles today, the book of Luke, chapter number 8, you'll stand to your feet, please. We'll look in the 22nd verse this morning. The Bible says, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. From these verses, I want us to preach today and look at this thought, go with Jesus. Father, would you help us this morning to stand? Would you help us, Father, by the gift of the Holy Spirit to overcome physical struggles? Help us today, God, that we might get heavenly minded, set our affection on things above. We're here today, Father, in your name, and I ask God you'd be pleased to speak to our hearts and open your word of God to us, Lord, and help us to examine it and help us to receive encouragement today. And with this I pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Now there can be no doubt we live in uncertain times, a day of political unrest, a day when people are following other people, they're following trends, and what should we do? Where should we lead? What should we turn to? Well, I have a suggestion. Go with Jesus. Go with Jesus no matter what happens. Go with Jesus no matter what we face. Go with Jesus no matter what your health is, whether it's good health or bad health. Go with Jesus. Go with Jesus in the valley like you go with Jesus on the mountaintop. Go with Jesus when you're broke like you go with Jesus when you're successful. Go with Jesus uh, at every opportunity in your life. May I just say to every man, woman, boy, and girl, Go with Jesus. That's what these disciples had to do. Number one, when I look in the scripture, I see the declaration of the Savior. In verse number 22, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over unto the other side. Jesus has been teaching by the seashore all the day long. He's teaching parables. I mean, uh, heavenly parables. Uh, truths he's given through earthly stories and he's teaching them and on a normal day he looks at the 12 and says let us go over unto the other side. He gets on board the vessel and the disciples have a decision. They must follow the Lord. May I say to you today you're not going to be able to sit around and listen to parables all day long. You as a Christian you're going to have to get up and go somewhere. And this declaration it was from the master. It's not from a co-worker. It's not from a family member. It's not from a friend. This declaration is from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And this declaration is not to the majority. It's not to the multitude. It's not to the many. It's to the minority. It's to the few. Hey, the Lord says to his disciples, are you one of his disciples? He says, let us go over unto the other side. You have to abandon the crowd. 
You have to leave the status quo. You have to have forward movement. You cannot sit around for the rest of your life. A lot of us, uh, we are uh, standing on the promises, but we're really sitting on the premises, amen? Uh, we've got to put to action what the Lord has given for us. May I say today, the Lord says, I'm not interested in you going backwards. I want you to move forward in your life. I want you to go forward in your marriage. I want you to go forward in your church attendance. I want you to go forward in your prayer life, forward in your Bible reading. I want you to go forward, forward in your giving, forward every day. Hear the declaration of the Savior. He says, let us go over unto the other side. Number two, see the dedication of the servants. Look at the end of verse 22. The Bible says, and they launched forth. It's not enough just to hear the Savior's declaration. You have to make a decision. You have to decide what you're going to do. And that must be followed with your devotion with your dedication, uh, with your, uh, if I could say it like this, with your commitment. Now, everybody hears a call, but you have to make a decision what to do. When they saw him board the ship, they launched with him. They pushed out from the shore, and they began to journey. They began to venture with the Lord Jesus Christ. May I say this morning as I read my Bible, look at yours. He didn't give any details of the journey. He didn't say how long they're going to be on this journey. He didn't say if there'd be any meals or any snacks. He didn't say if there'd be any first class accommodations. He didn't say who's going to be traveling with you. He didn't say what we're going to do when we get there. He just said let us go over. Some of you, you're right now trying to figure out, well, I'll go over if I, he'll answer a few questions, if he'll explain some details to me, if he'll uh, give me the facts. Honey, Jesus does not owe us an explanation on why things are the way they are. He's God, we accept Him, and we look to Him. Amen. That's what we've got to do today. Maybe today the Lord's been calling you. He's been dealing with you, uh, making a declaration, trying to get you to make a decision. But you're waiting on Him to explain things. Honey, you keep stalling. You keep dragging your feet and you'll be one of those left on the seashore while everybody else is going to go with Jesus. Honey, yes, for me and my house, we're going to go with God. We're going to ride with the Lord Jesus Christ and see what he's going to do, amen. You may say, Preacher Darren, if I could just figure it out, if I could understand it, if I could reason it, if I could intellectualize it, honey, you'll never get it. I want you to say, number three, number three, there is the distress, the dilemma that was at sea. The Bible said they launched forth, but as they sailed, he fell asleep. And once he's asleep, there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water. And the Bible says they were in jeopardy. This is not a game show. This is real life. This is life-threatening. Who is in the storm? Those that were obedient are surrounded by a storm. You may say, wait a minute, preacher, Darren, that don't appeal to my intellect. If I'm obedient, there ought to be smooth sailing. If I'm obedient, things ought to be going well. But isn't it amazing how when you're obedient, that's when the storm rushes upon you. Somebody here, you've been tithing, now you're in a financial crisis. You didn't think it was going to happen that way. Some of you, you raised your children right, now there's problems. Some of you, you've been faithful to God, now there's physical struggles 
at a physical dilemma in your life. Uh, you, you, you've been obedient. Now there's resistance in your life. Let me, let me say today, just because you're obedient, it doesn't give you a pass. Obedience does not protect you from storms. It positions you for them. This storm, it has surrounded those disciples, those that were obedient. But think about the crowd that they left back on the seashore. They surely can see across that lake that storm blowing up of wind, lightning, rain, the waves crashing on board the boat. I mean, it's one thing for me to be in a storm, but it's another thing when the storm gets in my boat and my boat starts getting heavy, amen. And you know what? They've heard Peter, James, and John say, Jesus this and Jesus that. You ought to go with Jesus. And now the crowd on the shore says, I don't know. Look what happened to that crowd that went with Jesus. They're in a storm while we're safe on the shore. I don't know if we should have went with him or not. Let me just say, sometimes the Christian life seems overwhelming. It seems like there's dilemmas and distress on each and every hand. But going with Jesus will always involve a dilemma. Going with Jesus will involve some distress, maybe a crisis in your life. Oh, Preacher Darren, I don't like to talk about it like that. Well, let's think. Was Daniel not thrown in the lion's den for praying and serving God? What about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Were they not thrown in the burning, fiery furnace for living for God, for going with the Lord? Was Jeremiah not thrown in a prison for serving God? Was Paul not beaten? Was Paul not shipwrecked? I could go on and on and on about people who served God in obedience that had a crisis. But may I say to you today, amen, that it's okay. Just go with Jesus. Don't second guess his word. Don't second guess his calling. Now is not the time to abandon ship just because you face a dilemma or just because you face a crisis. I would like to say to you today that if you follow Jesus, you'd never be in jeopardy. But I can't say that to you. The, the truth is, uh, some of you, you want everybody to like you. You want all your friends to embrace you. You, you want people to greet you with open arms. You want them to have signs and posters and, 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 and greet you. When, but honey, if they hated Jesus, and if you're associated with Jesus, they're going to hate you. If they persecuted Jesus, they're going to persecute you. Amen. May I say, fourthly, there's the deliverance from the storm. Now the Bible says in verse 24, they're very afraid. They came and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. Oh boy, here's the, here's the good news. You're not alone. Well, preacher Darren, he's asleep. Honey, he's asleep because he's a man, because he's tired. But I'm going to tell you, he is more aware as a God man asleep than most humans are awake. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Sometimes you may think Jesus is asleep. My prayers aren't getting through. You ever been there? When I'm reading, the word's not speaking to me. There's no movement, no breakthroughs. It seems like I'm losing hope in my life. Have you ever been there? Now, Jesus is tired, but God never gets tired. Jesus went to sleep. God never sleeps. 
And Jesus is very aware what's going on in the middle of this situation. And you need to recognize in the storm, you need to just go with Jesus. The Bible says they called him Master. Master, hear me. If you can call on him, that means he's there. I want to jump. I want to say that again. If you can call on him, he's there. There's nowhere he's not. He's everywhere. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. If you call on him, honey, he is there in your storm. He is there in your struggle. He is there in your distress. He is there in your dilemma. Thanks be unto God this morning. You need to remember he is present with you. Master, master, we perish. I like this. Then he arose. I like it, amen. That's a precursor for what he's going to do after the cross. He's going to arise. When he arose, he rebuked the wind. He rebuked the raging water. And they ceased and there was a calm. Here's what you need to do to be delivered from the storm. You need to remember his presence. You are not alone in your distress. You are not alone in your dilemma. Yes, he's called you. He spoke to you. He made a declaration. Yes, you made a decision to start following him. Yes, there's been a problem. But honey, he's still with you. And you're still with him. He is present. I want to say this. I want you to remember his promise. Look what he said in verse 22. He said, let us go over unto the other side. That's the Lord's word. I can read it out of the book of Mark. He says, let us pass over. Hey, when the Lord makes you a promise, you're not going to drown in the middle of the lake. You're not going to go down in the middle of the sea. Hey, Jesus is the head of the church and he's never going under. Amen. Go with Jesus. He's never going to go down. Amen. I want you to remember his power. When he spoke, he rebuked the wind. He rebuked the water. Honey, he's the storm chaser. I have an announcement. There's not one thing in your life that he cannot command. Woo! You don't face one thing in your life that he doesn't have authority over. He has authority over the financial struggle. He has authority over the issue with your health. He has authority over the problems that you face in life. Honey, just go with Jesus. He said, let us go over. If you're going to get past this, you've got to go with Jesus. Amen. You can't stay still. You can't go backwards. You've just got to go with Jesus. Amen. Now, Preacher Darren, I'm in a storm. What am I going to do? Well, here I am. I'm telling you about his presence. You're not alone. I'm telling you about his promises. I'm telling you about his power. But here's the thing. This is what I've discovered. Sometimes you just got to see it for yourself. Now, think about it. Those people on the seashore, they were saying, Peter, James, and John, those poor fools, look at what a storm they've got in. No doubt they're going to drown. I hope they can swim, but if they can't, them boys are going to drown in the depths of that ocean, in the depths of that sea. They're going down back there on the, on the seashore. That's what it looks like. But for those of you that trust him and you're going with him, you have a front row seat to watch him work in your life. 
And I'm glad, thank God, for the front row seat he's gave me to witness his saving power, to witness his healing, to witness his life-changing ability. Honey, there's nothing too hard for our God, amen. And I've got a front row seat, praise God, to watch God work in my life. Number five, and I'll be done this morning. Number five, I'm thinking about the, uh, the demonstration on the other side. Look with me in verse 20. Uh, verse 25 also says, they said, what manner of man is this? That's not a question mark. That's an exclamation mark. They saw the wind and the water obey him and they were absolutely shocked at the front row seat at what the Lord could do. Verse 26, I didn't read it, but I will now. And they arrived. Hey, hallelujah. How many times has he brought you through a storm? Say amen if he's brought you through a crisis, if he's brought you through distress. You didn't think you was going to get there, but he brought you through, amen. You've discovered my God has power over the deep. He has power over impending disasters in my life. Don't you dare say, Preacher Darren, I'm not going to make it. Honey, there's nothing that you and him together can't get through. I don't even want to hear it today. Preacher, I'm not going to make it. You are going to make it, amen. Now, he had, look at verse 27. He got to the, to the shore on the other side. He, when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time. And wear no clothes, neither abode in any house, but in tombs. When they get to the other side, the first thing they find, they encounter demons. And this man cannot be confined by chains. He's foaming at the mouth. He's cutting himself. He's flipping over grave markers. I'm telling you, he's cutting himself all to pieces. And the Lord says, be gone and cast the demons out. Verse 35 says, shortly, this man was sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. Hey, when you get to the other side with Jesus, not only will you find he has power over the depths of your life, but he has power over the demons that you may encounter along the way. Those back there on the seashore, they didn't get to see that. They were stuck back there they were stuck in neutral. They can't go forward. But for those that went with God, they're seeing his life-changing ability. In fact, I could read further in this chapter. We're going to find a woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. She touches the hem of his garment and she's made whole. Those that go with Jesus will see he has power over the deep. He has power over the demons and he has power over disease. And Jairus has a little girl 12 years old. Amen. And she's dead now. And the Lord goes to their house and lays his hand on her and says, Talitha Kumai, damsel, I say to thee, arise. And she sets up. Honey, I just want to say, those that go with Jesus will see he has power over the deep power over the demons, power over disease, and honey, he's got power over death. Hey man, thanks be unto God. I was dead in trespasses and in sins. 
and Jesus forgave me and he gave me life. Now everybody talks about how they want to experience Jesus, but very few want to go with Jesus. Well, Lord, you told me to go to the altar and get things right, but I wanted you to explain it to me and I didn't move and now I'm stuck in neutral. Lord, I quit tithing because I didn't see how giving fits my budget anymore instead of trusting you. Lord, I praise you when everything's good. And Lord, I pout when things don't go my way. I want to say this morning in conclusion, the Lord is looking for volunteers who will say, I'm just going to go with Jesus. You'll never regret going with Jesus. How do you know that Jesus can calm a storm if you don't go with him through it? How do you know that Jesus can cure your sickness if you don't go with him through it? How do you know that Jesus can restore if you don't let him restore? How can you look to the Lord to bring the right person into your life if you're not going to be willing to wait patiently for him to do it. I think somebody today, you know this already, you just need to go with Jesus. You stand to your feet this morning. For the Seth, if you had come. I believe there's somebody today the Lord spoke to, sent me up here to preach, I know that. You'd get on your knee today and say, God... Today, I just want to go with you. I've been facing distress. I've got dilemmas. Lord, I know you've spoke to me. Lord, I know I've been trying to trust you. Lord, I've been trying to be obedient. I've been trying to be faithful. I've been trying to to pray. I've been trying to give and seek your face. And Lord, it just feels like the more I try, the more the resistance hits me. And Lord, I need you today. I want to bow on my knees and say, Lord, Master, Master, honey, you won't bother him if you go call upon his name. He already knows this morning about your struggle. And if you look to him today, he wants to touch you. He wants to bless you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to help you to overcome. This morning, Father, I want you to know why I love you. Thank you, God, for allowing us one more opportunity today to stand and to preach the word of God. Father, I pray you defeat the devil working in our lives. I pray that you would defeat discouragement and despair working in our lives. Lord, there's nothing, nothing that you don't have authority over. There's nothing that you cannot do. And Lord, help me to know this morning that God, my obedience to you, will position me to encounter the storm and go through it victoriously. Lord, I'm praying for families that are discouraged. I'm praying for individuals that have sorrow and broken hearts, question marks, the devil tapping them on the shoulder, whispering in their ear. Lord, I'm asking you today, God, would you give them victory? Would you speak peace to their heart? God, I'm asking, Lord, you'd take them over. Help us, Lord, that we might just go with Jesus. And for this I pray in Jesus' precious name, amen and amen.